biblical masculinity is about strength and grace, mm. which some people believe is weakness, but giving grace and receiving grace has nothing to do with weakness. I grew up with a father who was abusive mm. and he gave grace to no one. Learn around our house, are you kidding me? Mm. But I learned that. And my wife has a saying, she'll, uh, we've been married almost, oh gosh, we've been together almost 40 years now. Wow, congrats. She, congrats. She's a I'm believer. six years in. Yeah, and she knows Ryan and all that stuff. And, you know, she's been around a lot of my men's ministry events. She has a saying, she'll just occasionally say, that's what a real man is. Mm. And I know culture will look at that in one way, but what she means is there's a guy who has strength. He's probably got a lot of everyday good neighbor in him. Loves his wife or is, you know, reasonably really kind to his girlfriend. Uh, does his job. Is mostly responsible. There are no perfect people. It's not about perfection. But she'll see somebody do something and she'll say, that's what a real man is. And sometimes, you know, be strong. Get in the gym workout. Yeah, absolutely. Um, stop hanging out with the guys and hang around with your wife. Devote to your time to your family. Submit to God. Right. But also take leadership. When I do premarital counseling and I, and I officiate a wedding, we sit down and talk with the gals about, here's what the Bible says about submission. And I'll always ask them the same question. If your bridesmaids were here now and they heard the phrase that you have to submit to your husband, how would they react? Oh, and the gals, they crack up right away. Yeah, right. <laughs> of like, course. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Well, because that word, the, the word submit just brings up so much uh, of this past hurt, you know, in, in, the, in, in the women's rights movement that we've seen over the last years. But I, I want to say, and you, I want you to touch on this too, if you have any input, but the word submit, in, it, I've heard and read that the Greek translation, rather than submit as in surrender, is more so uh, defer. So the, the, the wife should defer to the husband as the church would defer to Jesus, which it is a submission. It's a form of submission, but it's not a victimized submission. You know, um, it's absolutely. It's and and to, to finish the thought, I always mm. say, to, and, and the gals, they all laugh. And I said, think of your bridesmaid who would tell you, don't you ever do that. And they, it never fails. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I said, but you know, the Bible says that your fiance, your future husband, has to submit to Christ. And he's got to be willing to die for you. Yeah. And the gals, almost right away, they'll say something like, man, all the girls are looking for a guy like that. Yeah. And I say, well, that's the guy you're marrying. You're not perfect. You're going to have to be full of grace, but you're being called to submit to him. And he's being called to submit to Christ. Different mm. thing. Yes. Absolutely different, but both necessary in order for a family unit to be as fruitful as it can be. And yeah. man, that's been watching some of the families of these entrepreneurs in this community, uh, yeah. whether it's Ryan, Brian Davila, Justin Barry, yeah. all these uh, great men who are on their walk and watching them grow in their marriages and with their relationship with their children as fathers. 
and my own experience. I cannot stress enough, and I say this often on the podcast, but it's for good reason. I cannot stress enough how much more fulfilling and more purposeful um, my life has been and my relationships with my wife, with my children. Um, there's there's nothing worse, and this to, to, the, to the point earlier that you mentioned about lust, porn, masturbation, sin in general, sin that's been accepted, uh, habitual sin, right? That, that can't be something that we start telling men, oh, it's okay. I mean, everybody does it. It's, it's a, it's an, it's a, it's a horrible offense to tell somebody that, that is looking for guidance, that habitual sin is something that we should be cool with. And for me, that pours back into not just the sin of lust, but it's anger being harsh with your wife and your children. Yeah. Who knows the feeling of going to sleep at night and saying, Oh man, I, I really hurt my kids today. I hurt their feelings. I hurt my wife's feelings today. I was harsh. And that does not reflect well on our, on our self image and the way that God calls us to, I mean, he loves us so much and accepts us and he designed us. But when we do things like that and we let the enemy win, it can tarnish our view of ourselves in a way that is, must be heartbreaking for God. So, yeah. yeah. So father wound is chapter number seven. Oh, I love that. There you go. <laughs> in, in the book. And I, I grew up with a physically abusive dad mm-hmm. through from like age three to 17 when I finally oh, left. I'm home. so sorry. That's hard. Uh, God, God has used all of that in, in as God would do. He has taken my, my darkness and uh, thrown light on it. Amen. And I'm grateful for that. Um, but what often it, it culturally, right now guys are separated from the kids because of many reasons including not many not good reasons and and so if someone says to them your heavenly father wants time with you they're like are you kidding me and and that was me i was like if my heavenly father is like my earthly father i don't want anything to do with that there's no way and they're like, okay, okay, hang on. You're going to have to read. This is going to take some time. You're going to have to read some of the things. And I, I just kept repeating. I see in the Bible, God, where it says that you adopt. Adopt mm. me. Go ahead. Absolutely. Go ahead. Now, uh, God can do. God's God. He can do anything. I mean, how does God speak to us? Any way he wants to. Mm-hmm. To me, it was, I'm going to take some time. This is going to take some time. This is going to take some time because you had that earthly father who was violent. Uh, I'm going to, and, and you have to know, God is not all peace and love. Right. God, God is, a, a, is a bigger God, and I like that about God. God is a big mystery to me. And the more I yeah. learn about him, the bigger that mystery is, and I embrace that. I like that he's so much bigger than I can wrap my hands around or that mm. just fits my life. I I embrace that about who God is. Absolutely. And and I think that's a piece of the puzzle that keeps a lot of these um, skeptics at, at bay is that it is scary to imagine and accept something that is out of your understanding. Yeah. But, like anything else, that's the only way. I mean, look, if there's a lot of entrepreneurs watching this, if you're an entrepreneur and you can't envision uh, a future, a five-year plan for your business that's bigger than uh, what you've done in the past, what 
fulfillment is in that journey and what when you when you really test test god like like you mentioned god adopt me i see here mm. you you've, you've adopted the gentiles adopt me because i could use it because uh this isn't going well my, my journey here on earth isn't going well my, my earthly father was abusive violent and in that instance for you i mean the amount of healing that has clearly happened now and Maybe you can speak to that more in a bit, but the amount of healing that you've seen and now the way that you flip that on its head to pour back into young men uh, like myself, like Ryan, when he was playing for you, like all the, all the folks watching, those are the stories that at the end of our walk uh, will, will define who kept the man code and who didn't, right? Are you doing the thing? Everyone knows that. Like right now, for everyone watching, are you doing the thing that you know you should be doing? That universally, when looked at through the perspective and through the lens of the Bible and through Jesus, that's the answer. 